listening to the Paul McGuire Report, wherever you are on planet Earth. This program is very important to you, your loved ones, your nation, and to every nation on Earth, because this program contains the truth. And the truth is something that's very rare in today's society. The vast majority of data and information that you receive is not truth. It's built upon a global lie by those that would be called the global liars or the globalist elite. On today's edition of the Paul McGuire Report, we're going to expose the truth. We're going to light, shine light in the darkness. And this is one of the most important programs, I believe, that we've ever done because it quantifies and focuses in on vital information. Unless you comprehend what's really going on in your nation and your world today, unless you really get it, unless you've paid the price to step up your game by learning and acquiring knowledge, which is power, you are going to be a slave. You're going to go into captivity. And that's not some old-fashioned or medieval concept. That's a concept that is viable, at least in the eyes of the rulers of this earth, the globalist elite. They plan, and they're in the process of making you a slave. The question is, will you get out of here alive? And we're going to find out and give you the truth, because the truth will set you free. Okay, right up front, let's start with the truth, because there's a war going on right now. Maybe your friends don't know about it. It's certainly not going to be acknowledged by the mass media, entertainment media, news media, educational system. Uh, and other so-called official institutions. Why? Because they're under the beck and call of their masters. Who are their masters? Their masters are the globalist elite, the 1% of the Earth's population that control 99% of all of the resources and the wealth. Remember those facts. Just 1% of the world's population owns and controls 99% of the wealth, the land, the power, and everything that there is. And they have no intention of sharing their wealth. They give great speeches about how you and I need to give up our wealth to save the planet, to save the environment, to redistribute wealth, to provide uh, equal education for everyone. All of that sounds very altruistic. It sounds very noble. In fact, to the dumbed-down, the socially engineered Christian, the modern evangelical Christian, with certain exceptions, but those are just the exceptions. The, the masses, the overwhelming majority of evangelical Christians, they're moving on the same plane that the rest of the humanistic world is moving on. And where they're going, they don't even know where they're going. But according to the globalist elite, they are going to be eradicated because they're what former communist leaders used to call the useless eaters. They have no real purpose um, except how they can serve the globalist elite, the globalist corporations, and the globalist bloodline families that currently control planet Earth. Now, this is going to be a sobering program, but I promise you everything that I'm going to communicate to you on today's program, as with the other Paul McGuire Report programs, I promise you whether you're comfortable with it or not, I am delivering the truth to you. And so without uh, with running the risk of self-promotion, because I'm not interested in doing that, I need to tell you the truth 
And that comes from the context of being a watchman, a watchman on the wall. And a watchman or a watchman on the wall, according to the Old Testament, has to be totally truthful. The watchman cannot fall asleep and and fail in his or her mission. He must see, he must look out on the horizon. He must train his eyes to to examine the environment all around him because he has a job and the job is it's his job or her job to see if the enemy of the people is slowly sneaking up upon them with the intention of destroying them and killing them. So the watchman's critical role is to sound the alarm. In the Old Testament, it was a shofar, a a ram's horn that was blown by the watchman. When the people in the camp of Israel heard the watchman's blast of a a ram's horn, they, they knew what to do. They gathered to protect themselves. They were given a heads-up warning about an upcoming danger, but because they rallied behind the the trumpet blast, if you will, they were able to save themselves. I don't believe that the God who exists, and that God is love, God is love. I don't believe that the God who exists wants his people and wants the children he loves and wants the people of planet Earth and the children of planet Earth on all kinds of continents. I don't believe he wants them to be destroyed by a great evil, an unprecedented evil that is rising in our midst. So let's let's dig into what's happening, okay? We we just I just spoke to you in somewhat uh, the language of a metaphor. Now I'm going to take the truths that I spoke to you in that metaphor, and I'm going to spell them out in terms of factual documentation. And and I want to remind you that that comes about at a great cost. Uh, I've been doing this for decades. I'm not a Johnny-come-lately. I didn't learn all the things that I talked to you about in my books and the Paul McGuire Report. I didn't learn all those things in the last couple of months or the last couple of years or even the last decade or so. I've been studying and researching this material for over 40 years. In, in actuality, it's considerably longer than that, but I don't tell, usually tell the, the actual amount of years because I would run the risk of, even though it's absolutely true and I have a right to claim it, it probably wouldn't be believed because people would compare what I'm claiming in terms of the amount of years and decades I've researched certain things and how young an age I was when I began. People would compare that with the society's norm. They would compare it with their own norm. And many people, uh, sadly to say, because my journey doesn't match up with the average journey, many people would be tempted to dismiss me or discard me as if I was lying. But I'm not lying. So I don't tell you actually how many real decades I've been studying this stuff and how young of an age I was when I began reading all these books and digging into this, even though I have a right to claim that, and it would probably shock you how many years I've been doing this. But I believe out of wisdom, I I back off my right to claim uh, credentials from uh, years studying this. I back off from saying it 
because I know it would be too disconcerting to so many people who would go into autopilot and, and just dismiss it. But the fact of the matter is, I've, I've spent my entire life from my very early years in childhood pursuing the knowledge of the truth, wherever it would be found. Okay, so let's, let's translate this now to uh, specific organizations, specific agendas, because everything that I've been saying over all these decades uh, has been backed up with facts, documentation, first-hand quotes, first-hand documents, uh, true scientific accuracy, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to give you uh, an announcement. This is going public now. And when I say it's going public, it has not gone public in the mainstream media. They're totally ignoring it, even though this information that I'm going to share with you is so explosively important. It's being totally ignored, totally censored by the mainstream media, by the giant search engines and the computer companies and, and all the outlets for information uh, in America and around the world. You won't find, at this time, you won't find a peep of this information anywhere except perhaps in a very tiny percent of truthful uh, social media outlets. Okay, so I want to read the headline. It comes from an article in Global Research, and it's entitled, Whistleblower Calls for WEF Founder Klaus Schwab to be Arrested Over Crimes Against Humanity by Ethan Huff. Now, um, that's pretty heavy. This whistleblower is calling for the arrest of the founder, or should I say the co-founder, of the World Economic Forum. This is the powerful globalist organization that is linked to the United Nations and other globalist organizations, which has called for the Great Reset, and they're in the process of uh, organizing this Great Reset, even as we speak. But the World Economic Forum, which is the prime driver in this global reset, was founded by a guy named Klaus Schwab, who, by the way, his parents and his family roots, uh, his parents and the family roots of, the, of his genealogy, he, not, excuse me, not he, but his parents were Nazis and prospered in their business enterprises because they had very lucrative contracts with Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party. So the, the, the genealogical source of the kinds of people we're looking at, we need to ask the question like any detective would. What's the background, the family background, the family history of a given individual? Because when you examine that, you may discover deeper truths that would give you a deeper insight as to what their mentality and, and what their plans are. So in this particular case, Klaus Schwab, his family, they were Nazis, and they established a number of very lucrative and profitable uh, corporations because they did big business with the Nazi war machine. Now, never forget that. But let's put that on pause for a moment. This whistleblower is calling uh, for the WEF founder, Klaus Schwab, to be arrested over crimes against humanity. Now, anybody can say that. Okay, that's not the importance. The importance is 
is that the individual who is calling for Klaus Schwab to be arrested and for the WEF to be shut down for crimes against humanity, the individual happens to be the son of the other co-founder of the World Economic Forum. So we have the son of one of the two founders of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, and then the father, and now his son, who knows all the inside workings of the World Economic Forum, is calling for Klaus Schwab and the WEF to be arrested over crimes against humanity. Now, this is mind-blowing, because I'm going to look at the original documentation. I'm going to give it to you, and you will have any question you have about, well, will the Great Reset be good? Or if, if one of your friends or somebody you interact with who really knows nothing but, you know, in their pugnacious, bullying way, they, they pretend or, or they try to dominate the conversation uh, by just blabbing. Um, I used to get that all the time when I would be in these intense debates in, on the Fox News Network. This is when the Fox News Network was <clears throat> huge and booming before they were subverted. It's not the Fox News Network of today. Uh, as I've said before, when I was on the Fox News Network, they, they had a massive audience and they had a certain amount of integrity. In any case, some of the strategies of the people that they would set up to debate with me, uh, one of the techniques they used is they just blabbed and kept talking loudly in, in a, a, a two-year-old, four-year-old attempt to dominate the conversation by just nonstop blah, 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 blah. So one day, this, this particular female uh, was debating against me. She didn't have anything of documentation, of facts, or of substance to say in her argument. She just tried to dominate the conversation by an unending blast of verbiage and words that didn't really mean a whole lot. So I don't play games, and that's why I was one of Fox's favorite uh, conservative commentators in terms of debating, because I didn't play games, and I don't play games. So I, I, just, did, I just didn't put up with it live on camera. I just detoured her, and, and I simply started to say, Blah, 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 uh, and then explained what I was doing. Now, that was like a unique approach on Fox, but the, but the staff and, and the host loved it, and they didn't mean to, but they all started laughing, not at me, at, at her, because it was so transparently obvious what she was trying to do. She was trying to dominate the conversation, but she had no facts to back up any of her statements. So I shut her down, as I should have, because she would have been going blah, 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 blah for the entire 30 minutes. Okay, now, you meet people all the time, maybe not on a, a global news network, but you interact with people all the time. It could be your college professor, it could be a teacher, it could be a friend, uh, in, in, in social environments, in family environments, where people who don't know what they're talking about try to use the strategy of endless blabbing to dominate the conversation. And if you're gonna have credibility if we together are going to uh, occupy the land until he comes, then we have to step up our game and we can't allow uh, people who are trying to demonize us to just blab their way through uh, a verbal defense of their nothingness. We can't allow it. So 
we have to step up our game and be so razor sharp in what we know and how we're going to communicate it that if they try that technique, they're instantly embarrassed. Our goal is not to embarrass them. Our goal is, is not to harm them or hurt them. But you and I have an absolute right of verbal self-defense, and we have a right to be heard without being mocked and subjected to a deluge of, of verbal nonsense. I think, you, I think you get what I'm saying. All right, I'm going to go with you now uh, to examine who this guy is who's calling for a massive global arrest, uh, a global prosecution of Klaus Schwab and the WEF, or the World Economic Forum. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. We'll be back in just a second. You are listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Okay, according to this high-level insider, a inner member of the inner globalist elite, the days of the World Economic Forum, the WEF, along with its co-founder, Klaus Schwab, may be numbered. So the gentleman's name that we're talking about is Pascal Najadi, the son of the fellow WEF co-founder, Hussein Najadi, and they are and he is speaking out as a whistleblower against the current top dog at the Globalist Foundation, accusing him and other leaders of crimes against humanity. Now, what's critical here is that Pascal Najadi, once again, is the son of Hussein Najadi, who was the other co-founder of the World Economic Forum, along with Klaus Schwab. So this is the top dog, and he is accusing Klaus Schwab and the WEF, based on his uh, alleged firsthand knowledge, which appears to be extensive, he's accusing these globalist leaders, including Klaus Schwab uh, and other leaders, of crimes against humanity. Najati says the crimes of Schwab and his buddies are so great that there needs to be an immediate arrest of both Schwab and other WEF executives, such as Bill Gates, as well as the leaders of the World Health Organization, who, Big Pharma, and Big Tech. Now, what, what he's saying here is what we have suspected the entire time. I've been talking about this for years, but to have the ultimate insider blow the whistle here, this is not a disgruntled employee. This is the son of the co-founder of the WEF. So um, Klaus Schwab, in partnership with Najati's father, started the WEF back in 1971. He quit a decade later, citing disgust with Schwab's dystopian vision for the future of non-elite humanity. Now, we, we would agree that Klaus Schwab's vision is based on a blatant lie that only a fool or somebody who likes being sucker-punched would accept. Only a fool would believe that you'll, you would believe Klaus Schwab's mantra, his words, his promise to mankind when he says, when Schwab says, you will own absolutely nothing and you will never be happier in your whole life. That is a, that is a raging lie. And that's the opposite of what is going to happen. Even Najati's father 
could see plainly because he was in he helped formulate all the inside decisions. And so a decade after he helped found the WEF, he quit because he was disgusted with Schwab's totalitarian, dictatorial, dystopian vision for the future of everyday men and women like you and me. You see, what Schwab and these globalist elitists, these trillionaire people, okay, these hundreds of billions of dollars a year people, they, they, consider, them an, they consider themselves gods. They consider themselves above you and I. They literally consider themselves genetically superior to you and me. And they have a vision for the common man and woman that is completely different than the vision they have for themselves. The vision they have for themselves is to become the kings and queens of planet Earth, rule planet Earth like an ironclad dictatorship. And their plan also includes the exact same plans that Adolf Hitler and the Nazis used, except they intend to exterminate, kill, or wipe out approximately 6.5 billion people on planet Earth through diseases, through nuclear war, through food shortages, through genetic modification, and all kinds of weird stuff. They want to wipe out 6.5 billion people from the planet, and they want to leave 500 million to, to function as servants and slaves. And then the most important part is the palatial way that this 1%, these, this highest level elite will live. Um, and notice that all the members of, of the elite, when you read about them, they, they live like kings and queens. They have multiple mansions in multiple cities and private islands, and they have $50 million yachts and $50 million mansions, and uh, uh, they, they have armies at their disposal. They have giant jets by which they travel to their speaking engagements on. They use up fuel like there's no tomorrow. They have no regard whatsoever for uh, protecting the planet or climate change because they burn up fossil fuel. They keep their lights burning. They don't care. The rules are totally uh, hypocritical. There's one set of rules for the, for the middle class and the working class and an entirely different set of rules for the god-king class, the, the globalist elite. And they know it, and, and they, they don't attempt to hide it. And the media uh, cooperates with them totally, because if you want to make it big in the media, you've got to play the game. Okay, Pascal Najati, again, the son of the co-founder of the WEF with Schwab. Pascal Najati is extremely angry that he and his mother were both tricked into getting vaccinated for the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19, which the author writes, considers a fake pandemic, and Najati thinks also that, that it was a fake pandemic that was aggressively pushed by the WEF and other globalist organizations. According to Najati, he and his mother are now dying from the injections, which he says are poison that was pushed on the world by the likes of Schwab and the WEF. Now, Najati boldly said the other day, quote, the devil lives in, the G in Geneva, says Najati. What he meant by that is Geneva has now become the super wealthy, super trillionaire class 
globalist elite, Luciferian elite. Geneva is the headquarters for these people on planet Earth. So, uh, Najati is using all of his power, legal power, and, and other powers that he has access to. And Najati is pushing towards eventually holding Schwab accountable for unleashing hell on the world. His case is also drawing attention to other globalist bodies like the United Nations that he believes heavily cooperated in the evil scheme of mass deaths and the vaccination. Right now, the leaders of the WEF, the UN, and WHO, World Health Organization, maintain diplomatic immunity in, in Geneva, meaning they cannot be charged and tried. But, but, but Najati wants the diplomatic immunity revoked, followed by the issuance of arrest warrants. Najati is the and so this guy isn't playing games. This isn't your average whistleblower. This guy has the power and teeth to to potentially uh, do what he says he's going to do. Najati is is the guy who filed a lawsuit against the long-standing Swiss Prime Minister Alain Berset for lying to the public about COVID injections. That suit ultimately led Berset resigning from his post this past June. Now, with that success under his belt, Najati is moving on to the bigger fish at the United Nations, Gavi, the WEF, and the World Health Organization. According to Najati, the belly of the beast is in Geneva, Switzerland, which he says is ground zero for globalist control over the world. The devil lives in Geneva, Najati is famously quoted as saying. Quote, everything evil in the world related to democide unfortunately comes from Geneva, Najati is quoted as saying. You have who? The World Health Organization in Geneva. You have Gavi, Bill Gates' vaccine alliance. Then you have the WEF, which my father was co-founder and left Klaus Schwab out of disgust in the early 80s that has a diplomatic immunity. As a Swiss citizen, Najati has made a declaration in and of himself that the WEF is no longer eligible for diplomatic immunity. Swiss, Swiss authorities says, uh, he says, need to be immediately arrested and arrest the ringleaders ring there for advocating what he described as a global humanity by a bioweapon, referring to COVID jabs. So Najati, who knows all about the inner workings of this uh, jab and the vaccine, he describes uh, the jab and the vaccine as a, quote, global humanity injection by a bioweapon. So what he is saying is that the real purpose behind the jab and the vaccination, the real purpose, had nothing to do with uh, COVID. The real purpose was this was created as a global bioweapon, and it was designed to be a global humanity injection bio a bioweapon. So he's saying that the whole purpose of the jab and the vax was to function as a bioweapon that would kill off ultimately billions of people on planet Earth, and the end result of using this bioweapon on the masses of people would be the the uh, 
creation of a one world government, or as he calls it, a global humanity. Now, Majadi and his mother are victims of this bioweapon, he contends. Now it is the responsibility of Swiss authorities to do something about it by bringing to justice every single person who was involved in perpetrating these weapons on the world. I quote, this is Najati, I call on the Swiss authorities and security to arrest those people immediately. Najati declared, quote, why? The WEF, who, Gavi, Big Pharma, Big Tech, and Bill Gates all advocated a global humanity injection by bioweapon injecting nanolipids into 5.7 billion people. So Najati is stating, or alleging, that these globalist super organizations and super trillionaires like the WEF, like WHO, like Gavi, like Big Pharma, like, Bill, like Big Tech and Bill Gates, uh, that they together used um, the vaccine and the jab as a bioweapon, which was injected into 5.7 billion people. And there, there are many scientists who are projecting what the deadly results of injecting 5.7 billion people with this bioweapon will be in the coming months, in the coming years, in the coming decades. We have not yet begun to see the fallout from this alleged crime against humanity. And we, the Swiss, he said, Najati, are hosting them. That's terrible. Najati continued, quote, we cannot tolerate any entity that promotes poison to be injected into humanity, but you have done it. I'm the victim. I'm dying from it. And my mother, too. It's a democide and will be judged. It will be corrected in the name of humanity, end of quote. Okay, so this is serious stuff. This is very serious stuff. Now, when you're talking to people who've chosen to be ignorant, who've chosen to be airheads, I'm telling you this, whether they like it or not, you can speak the truth in love, but that requires that you are strong and it requires that you know what you're talking about, especially if you're addressing Christian leaders and Christians and the heads of Christian ministries, etc., etc., because they have a higher level of accountability, okay? They are charged by God Almighty, the Supreme Being, with, among their other assignments, as functioning as shepherds who protect uh, the sheep, God's people, from the wolves. And the wolves would be, in this case, the WEF, uh, Bill Gates, uh, the WHO, Gavi, Big Pharma, Big Tech, uh, and these other organizations that have injected, according to uh, the, the son of the co-founder of the WF, Najati, they, they have injected 5.7 billion people with a bioweapon. Now, I want to ask you a question. This is not funny. This is not funny. And if I was to let go of the restraint that I am demanding of my emotions right now, there would be, from me to you, a controlled, high-velocity outburst and download of information that would bruise, pulverize, and demolish not people intentionally, but the, the ecclesiastical system 
which says it's okay to turn the other way or to look the other way in the horror of these crimes. That's the equivalent of looking the other way and denying that it ever happened, things like the Holocaust in Nazi Germany. It's the same moral crime. Now, we have to understand that what's happening right now in America and across the world, we are in the days of Bible prophecy. We are at the end of the age. And just like the book of Revelation and other books of the Bible state, we are in the last end times battle between the forces of God versus the forces of Satan. And we are in one of these periods of history in which um, what is happening is going to change the landscape of the world forever. Earlier times in history that were as ca uh, catastrophic as our time was the time of the days of Noah and the Great Flood, was the time of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, was the time of God judging Mystery Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel, etc., etc. And there were numerous other times in human history that were pivotal moments. You and I, make no mistake about this, you and I live in just such a pivotal moment. And because of that, God has placed a demand on us of accountability and responsibility not to be passive, but to intelligently, guided by love and speaking the truth in love, communicate the truth so that hundreds of millions of lives can potentially be saved and not die prematurely. If you're paying attention to what's going on and you're not like in a sleep state, you will notice the statistical rise of all kinds of strange deaths, diseases, and medical problems happening not only among babies and pregnant mothers and superstar athletes and celebrities, where people who are in the prime shape of their lives are mysteriously dropping dead from a similarity of diseases and bodily malfunctions like heart attacks and myocarditis and cancers and stuff and other strange diseases that many scientists believe or allege are, are being caused by whatever it was that was put in uh, the bioweapon. And true love confronts, true love stands up for what is right. What if it's your loved one, your son, your daughter, your wife, your husband, your friend, somebody you know, somebody in your family, somebody that's close to you? What if they're next and they die from something they shouldn't have died from? And nobody tells you the truth uh, where you go for treatment. They cover it up. But you know by your instinct and your powers of observation, you know that something is rotten, something stinks, that, that this strange medical episode that's happening to somebody you love, that it shouldn't be happening at all. Why is it happening? It's happening because there is a tiny percentage of people that really do exist. It's not called a conspiracy theory. It's called a fact. There's a tiny percentage, 1% of the population of planet Earth that are super wealthy trillionaires, and they believe that because of their wealth and raw power, just like the code in their own man-made uh, theory of evolution, because the theory of evolution really is their religion, and one of its primary tenets is that might makes right. In other words, if you have the power, if you have the raw brute force, then you have the biological right to do whatever you want to do. And there is no right or wrong. The only thing that's right is what you can get away with and do. You have the power and the money 
to defeat anyone that would challenge you from your deadly goals. That's the essence, the raw essence of Darwinian evolution. And Christians, born-again evangelical Christians, going back 100 years or more, were asleep at the wheel, like they have been so many other times in recent history. They were asleep at the wheel when the militant secular humanists, whose number one goal was the destruction of Christianity, they infiltrated our school system, our public school system, our private school system, the universities, the colleges. They gutted every educational institution in America and, and largely around the world. They gutted it of any references to Christianity, Christian morals, Judeo-Christian beliefs, the Ten Commandments, and so on and so forth. Notice that all of those things have been stripped and ripped from our school systems. And if you dare to mention the name of God or Jesus Christ and have a serious discussion about Jesus or God or heaven or hell or uh, uh, moral absolutes, you become the subject of social attack, legal action, and they'll declare war on you. Whereas if you're, you're totally allowed, you have their blessing if you promote, accept, and participate in the indoctrination of all the youth into the secular humanism, Darwinian evolution, which says we're here by accident and might makes right and let the fittest. It's a beastie, it's a bestial philosophy. Evolution is a cruel, barbaric, bestial philosophy. You understand that, don't you? It replaces the truth of the living God, the Creator. It replaces that truth with a total lie, with no evidence whatsoever that mankind came here by some kind of quirk or evolutionary accident. And then to add to that bestiality of a religion, Darwinian evolution indoctrinates our children into not believing in a biblical God or a biblical creator and believing in random chance and nothingness where there is no right, there is no wrong, whatever feels good, do it. And that you, uh, you, you have the right to dominate others. Might makes right. That's, the, that's the, the, the raw foundation of evolutionary theory. Might makes right. Let the fittest or the strongest survive. That's when, when, why when you read all the documents and books like I have, and I quote these documents and books from the writings of the, the humanistic and transhumanistic leaders and, and their beliefs, I, qu I quote their quotes in my books, like A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, uh, Conquering the Matrix, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, Power from on High, and many of my other books, The Day the Dollar Died. I quote these high-powered humanists and the insane things that they say, and their leaders who are uh, applauded intellectuals, they continually say the same thing because they all have the same belief system. And what they're always saying, and I, I, I quote it in my books, you need to read what they're saying for crying out loud, because that if you want to know what they're going to do, they have told you ahead of time what they're going to do. And what they say over and over again is that they have the total right to do anything that they please. And if they need to kill off 5 billion people, so, so be it. If they need to start a, a thermonuclear war, so be it. If they need to starve uh, off you know, millions of people, so be it. 
They, if they if they're gonna uh, if they want to release a vaccine, which is really a, a bioweapon, then so be it. Because in their own words, leader after leader of the hum- the militant humanistic globalist cause, leader after leader says stuff like, "We are above traditional values. We are above any restraints from traditional moral morality. We are the elite, and we are above such." mundane things as right and wrong. Brzezinski said it, Rockefeller's right-hand man in the New World Order. Kissinger said it, who just died the other day, I think. Another right-hand man of Rockefeller. The Rothschilds said it. Um, and on and on and on, you keep reading the repetition of, of their core philosophical beliefs, which is might makes right. Now, you've got to decipher that. You can't look at it and go into the ozone of an artificial ADD state. You've got to look at it. You've got to cognitively engage with the words. And then you've got to ask yourself, what do those words mean to me, this world, my family, my loved ones, and every part of our society? And if you read the plain meaning of what these intellectuals have called for, they have called for something worse than what happened in Nazi Germany and communist Russia and communist China. You need to look at it. You can't deny the truth. The denial of truth is simply another way of promoting the lie. And the lie is of Satan. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Grab yourself uh, discounted copies of the books I've mentioned. Save money and knowledge is power. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Paul McGuire. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. You are listening to the Paul McGuire Report, where truth is the number one thing that we're all about. Now, I want to add on to the truth that I just gave you regarding the the secret agenda behind the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, and these other globalist trillionaires and institutions. Look, wake up for crying out loud. Wake up. Learn from history. Wake up before it is too late. They're not going to leave you alone. If you're so stupid, and I apologize for insulting some of you, but I didn't name any names, and I'm not talking about all of you. Most of you are, are, are hungry for truth, or you wouldn't listen to this program. But you and I know a lot of people, a lot of people in our society who have either sold out or they've chosen to be stupid. You make a choice to be stupid. God doesn't create anybody as stupid. It's a choice you make. When, when you choose to stop learning, stop reading, and stop thinking, guess what happens? You become stupid. So the globalist elite, they're not stupid. They are big readers. They understand cutting technology. And I want to talk to you for a moment, again, from an article from Global Research by uh, Mark Steele. And, and, and the title of the article is Fifth Generation 5G Directed Energy Radiation Emissions in the context of contaminated nanometal COVID-19 vaccines with, graphit, with graphite, ferrous oxide antennas. Don't be scared by those words. It's really easy to understand what this writer is talking about. And by the way, this article was first published on July 20th, 2022. So, um, The, the author uh, is giving us the reports from scientists, a British engineer, inventor, 
patent writer and weapons research scientist, an engineer with a, a material science background and inventor of the world's first binocular optical waveguides weapons, sight systems, infrared thermal imaging, head-up displays, molecular reactors, signal processing, and transducer, transducer design, to name a limited few. As, and then I'm going to read, quote, as chief technology officer, CTO, at the company that designed and brought to the market the world's first internationally approved head-up display, HUD, up, HUD product, accredited with a number of innovation awards, but more importantly, regulated to a number of internationally recognized standards, including DOT, Department of Transport, ECE, as well as ANSI and others. I was relied upon in the establishment of international standards for augmented reality, AR, and virtual reality, VR, HUD systems. So this guy was a big shot, a big shot scientist and engineer, okay? And he helped establish um, the technology for augmented reality and virtual reality systems. That's like virtual world stuff. That's like world brain stuff. That's like uh, science fiction technology, except guess what? It's real. It's real. And uh, Cyber Command USA had been made aware of my expertise. Um, Cyber Command is an organization that develops this stuff. And uh, Cyber Command USA had been made aware of my expertise and specifically requested my advice with regard to an unusual 5G antenna design deployed across the USA. Now, listen carefully. Is this unusual? 5G antenna design that is now being deployed across the USA uh, has it, it continued to develop, I guess, after this guy left uh, his position. And the, the high-level technology that was being developed was being carried out outside the official Secrets Act's OSA legislation. So this is like heavy-duty stuff. I have acted as a witness and provided statements in several court cases exposing the lack of any credible evidence that 5G light-emitting diode, LED network, and planned neural connection to the 5G grid are safe. Okay, so because of his high, high-level position and his knowledge, he was relied on as a witness and he provided statements in a number of court cases which exposed the lack of any credible evidence that the 5G light-emitting diode, LED network, and planned neural connection to the 5G grid are safe. So what he was saying, and this is like uh, somewhat cumbersome language, was that the, the, the 5G uh, antenna rollout and the whole 5G network, along with, listen to the words really carefully, a planned neural connection to 5G. He, he, he acted as a witness saying that the rollout of the 5G network, along with the planned neural connection to the 5G network, 
as a witness, he said they're not safe, that this stuff, that this technology is not safe. Now, so that means the 5G network is not safe. Hello? And along with the 5G network not being safe, the planned neural connection to the 5G network are not safe. And the neural connection means a wireless connection between your brain and the 5G network. Let me say that again. What 5G is really all about, allegedly, according to many scientists, is 5G was designed first and foremost to be a neural weapon, a neurological weapon first and foremost. Secondarily, the 5G network was designed from the beginning with the technology to connect 5G to the human brain. So 5G was connected as a neural weapon, and as a neural weapon that would be connected to the human brain using wireless technology. So that means you could hear voices in your head, commands. You could hear, see pictures in your head. You, you, could, you could experience inside your brain an entire virtual world, an artificial world. This guy was in the business of artificial world technology, augmented reality technology, and virtual reality technology. This was his business, okay? And this is what 5G is all about. 5G is a control system. It's a subjugation system that connects the inside of your brain and my brain, if we allow it, and other people's brains. It connects our brains and our children's brains to 5G through a wireless connection. That's the open secret. The open secret. And what we know about technology and neural connections and 5G and frequencies is this. We know that there are thousands of potential precise individual frequencies. And every individual frequency can cause a specific and individual action or reaction in our brains, our bodies, our physical reality world, and even in other dimensions. Did you hear what I said? You really got to roll with me on this. 5G technology utilizes a range of frequencies. And remember, the range or spectrum of frequencies create, that means there's a different frequency that can cause any number of different and specific actions or reactions in our human brains, bodies, and our physical reality world. You can use some of these frequencies for good, and you can use some of these frequencies as weapons and for evil. There are certain frequencies that allegedly can, can, that allegedly can cure specific diseases or heal specific bodily organ uh, problems in human beings. But there are a wide range of specific frequencies that can cause cancer, that can wipe out your memory, that can make you lethargic, that can activate disease. And in fact, I want you to pay attention to what I'm saying, because you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand it. You just have to be willing to step up your game and say to yourself, in the name of Jesus Christ, I repent for being an intellectual slob. I repent for being slothful and lazy, because slothfulness is a sin in the Bible, Lord. I repent of my slothfulness. 
you know, why do I never hear repentance for slothfulness and fear in these in these so-called repentance prayer gatherings? Repent over your slothfulness and prayer. Step up your game, or you will not have a future to live in, and neither will your children. I'm telling you this point blank, right into your face. And my purpose is to do you no harm. My purpose is to speak the truth and love to you, so you and your children and grandchildren might be set free. My purpose is to protect our freedoms so we can win souls to Jesus Christ and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's, those are just part of my purposes. And I can't do it unless you're going to stand up with me. That means praying to God, asking how you can donate or contribute financially, and then whatever God tells you, obey him. Pray, pray for us with prayer warfare. Help us defeat the rigging war against us, which is night and day. We are, we are in the war for the heart and souls of mankind. Don't hit yourself. Okay, so every specific frequency can accomplish a different thing. Now, um, these technologies regarding 5G and frequencies include nano-metamaterial technologies. Nano-metamaterial technologies simply means microscopic, microscopic, way, way tiny, itsy bitsy little, um, you need an electron microscope to see it, particles that are so tiny, but they contain artificial intelligence. They contain AI systems, which they can grow themselves. They're self-enhancing, self-growing, self-activating, microscopic nanoparticles, or the term, the exact term would be nanometamaterial technologies. Now, what, what does that mean? That means that the technologies, the material that these nanobots create, they, they make things that are not made out of normal, traditional materials like plastic or metal or biological things. They make things that come from materials that have never been created before. Perhaps they're pulling the materials in from another dimension. I don't know. But th those, that classification is now called nanometamaterial technologies that are, listen carefully to what they're telling you here, that this includes nanometamaterial technologies that are contaminating vaccinations. This includes nanometamaterial technologies that are contaminating vaccinations that are not legal or lawful and that breach a number of international and domestic laws. Do you understand what I'm reading you and telling you? Now, flash back to a moment where you were trying to convey the truth to some Christian leader or some Christian or somebody you knew, and they mocked you and called you conspiracy theorist and all the rest of that garbage. Decide in your mind, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you will not back off. You will not retreat. You will not surrender. You will not be pugnacious. You'll speak the truth in love. You'll speak the, the truth surgically with laser-like precision. But the end game is, you're going to speak the truth in love, but your opponent, who's going to be arguing lies and nonsense, will be dropped in front of your face and in front of the faces of other people. You say, that's not Christian. Somebody who goes autopilot with their brain and starts to attack you for trying to save lives and speaking truth in love, you have a right to spiritually and intellectually defend the truth and defend yourself because you're defending your ability to be a credible witness for the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
So you, so you can't be dropped because you'll disgrace the gospel. That means you've got to step up your game. That's why I've written these books for you. For crying out loud, read them. They're high-velocity downloads about this stuff that's going to go back 20 years. Uh, a prominent judge said the 5G risk must be debated. This is a democracy, and the public has a right to know. So, you see, all the big power companies, all the establishment companies and stuff, they're trying to hide the actual risks and dangers of the 5G, of the 5G deployment across the world, as well as the total lack of care taken by the regulators that are allowing this massive 5G rollout. This is like, this is like. Now, now this prominent engineer and scientist goes on, but he says, and I'm reading it, he's saying he can't disclose certain things in, in the public domain because some of the stuff that, that he would potentially touch on uh, would be a violation of Department of Defense contracts. The, the compartmentalization of weapon product design projects and directed energy weapons, whose existence has until recently been obscured and sometimes denied. Now, I have been talking, if you've been listening to the Paul McGuire Report for any time at all, you know that you can go back decades in my books and in my talks and on the radio, et cetera, et cetera. I have said over and over and over again that there exists in our world today highly advanced science fiction-like technologies and highly advanced science fiction-like sciences that are fully operational today and have been for decades. It's just that most people don't know that it exists. And I have said that like a mantra to you repetitively over and over and over again. Now, why did I say it over and over and over again? Because I was trying to get the message through which could be simply simplified as wake up, smell the coffee, get real, step up your game, and know what's happening. You can't fight against something you have no knowledge of, and worse yet, you can't fight spiritually against something that you deny exists. Do you understand that? That is the ultimate spiritual deception, as well as the ultimate buffoonery. A double header. I mean, I have to be careful what I'm reading here. Because it's, it's, uh, it is the world of science fiction technology and science fiction sciences that, that are operational now. Okay? They're operational now. So there's a subchapter headline uh, in this article. 5G urban radar, ionizing radiation and critical infrastructure risks. 5G, unlike all the other generations of Gs, of telecommunications, is technically identified as an urban radar-directed energy in air emission, which requires the antenna to be designed for cause, to cause the focused energy in air for the high-speed compression of data to and from antennas designed to send and receive focused energy through a theoretical, collimated, and coherent signal. The beam-forming wave in main lobe emission breaches, the International Commission on Non-Ionizing Radiation Protection, guideline of 61V for a maximum exposure of six minutes. Well, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that we're being exposed to 5G far longer than six minutes. 
Uh, and he talks about this 5G technology. And he says, the sweeping movement of the beam wave at over 13.6 V causes the positive charging of air, which is noxious to all biological life at significant distances from the antenna emission to the target, ag- target acquisition zone. Such is the capability of 5G hard and uh, the 5G hard and software, and is the very reason this equipment is and has been used extensively on battlefield as scanning environment radar and directed energy weapons for the purpose of disrupting and disabling enemy hardware as well as biological assets, i.e., humans. You know, I thank God I read so much as a kid. That's why I can read this stuff and, and, and I understand what it's talking about and decode it for some of you. It's not hard. It's just a matter of learning the, the, the buzzwords of their, of their scientific technological language. So I'm going to read this part again because this is talking about, this is talking specifically about, from a scientific proof and a technological proof standpoint, this is talking specifically about what the actual and real impact of 5G cell phone technology is upon you and your loved ones. It's not a theory. This is what it does. Read it again. The sweeping movement of the beam wave, that's the 5G beam wave, at over 13.6 V. Okay, so the beam wave, the 5G beam wave, causes the positive charging of air, okay, which is noxious to all biological life. So the sweeping movement of the beam wave, the 5G beam wave, as it blasts its its beam all over suburbs and cities and, and residential districts and nations, this beam wave is going anywhere the 5G cell tower beams it. But a side effect is, allegedly from these scientists, is the positive charging of air, which means it is noxious or poisonous to all biological life, including human life, including your life, including your baby's life, including your teenager's life. And and it's noxious or poisonous or deadly to all biological life at significant or huge distances from the antenna emission. So it's not just if you live near the 5G antenna. It's not just if you're in the pathway of the 5G antenna that danger exists. What these scientists and engineers are telling us based on scientific fact is that that from significant distances, from large distances to where the 5G antenna is located and where the 5G antenna emission is coming from, it can still impact, kill, and harm all biological life, even from a significant distance. And the significant distance starts at where the 5G antenna is beaming its, its ray beam all the way to wherever it's being aimed at, okay? And where it's aimed at, in scientific and engineering and military terms, it says it's harmful to all biological life at significant distances from the antenna emission to the target acquisition zone. That's a fancy word for target. Are you the target? Uh, Am I the target? Is a nation the target? Is a city the target? 
is a military uh, uh, base a target? What is the target? The target could be simply anything that you aim the beam at, the 5G emission. Don't be deceived by techno babble that's disguised to, to, to blur the plain truth. And when they use fancy words as the target acquisition zone for the 5G antenna admission, I want you to picture yourself, your loved ones, and other things that are important. I want you to, to, to picture a big target on all those things and all those people. I want you to picture a target, and then I want you to picture a beam of light coming from a distance where a 5G tower is, and this invisible light travels over this great distance, and then it zaps the bullseye of the target. But the target is placed over you, your loved ones, babies, people, armies, cities, all kinds of things. Are you, are you tracking with me? That's exactly what it is, and it isn't one iota less than what I just told you. Okay? Except they, they, they disguise it, and they call it the target acquisition, acquisition zone. That's, that's, a, that's a BS word, target acquisition zone. That's a techno-babble mind control term. The target acquisition zone is the bullseye painted over any human being, over any city, over any town, over any structure, over anything that uh, somebody might want to zap with a 5G you know, killer beam. That's the target acquisition zone. So to put it simply, you potentially, me or anybody else or a foreign nation or a foreign army or who knows what, anything or any person can potentially be a target. So calling something the target acquisition zone is just simply a technobabble way of referring to you or somebody you love or something that's important as the target. And don't ever forget what the target is. Your job is not to be a dummy and to stand in the line of fire. Anybody knows that that's gone to a shooting range. That's been in the military or the police. You're not supposed to. Any idiot knows this. You're not supposed to stand in the line of fire. So if you're at a shooting range and there's a bunch of policemen around you practicing, you know, hitting the target, hitting the bullseye, you're, you're supposed to stay in your uh, contained area for your own safety. You don't go daydreaming and stray off and walk in the line of fire. The line of fire is where the bullets are flying because you're not supposed to be the target. The, the set-up cardboard drawing is supposed to be the target. You're not supposed to be the target. But the only way is that's going to happen is you've got to use your brain and do, hello, what your brain is telling you to do. You would think this would be, like, obvious, wouldn't you? Uh, so. Massive globalist corporations uh, are concerned. The aviation industries, such as Boeing and Airbus, have recently raised concerns over 5G to its capability to endanger passenger aircraft that do not have the military mitigation technologies in a civilian setting to protect their pilots or airplane flight control systems against directed energy weapons. What, see, oh, see, let me translate that from techno-babble and legal babble to, like, plain English. The aviation industry has raised concerns over 5G because it has the potential to endanger 
uh, passenger aircraft. And here's the key, the key sentence. Why does it endanger passenger aircraft? Because passenger aircraft don't contain the, the military mitigation technologies to protect their pilots or planes' flight control systems against directed energy weapons. So what that means is that the average person, the average passenger plane, does not contain the same secretive advanced technology that military planes, soldiers have, military institutions have. They all, the military, they all have secret technologies that they're using to mitigate which is a fancy word for blocking the weaponized 5G beams that are coming up at them. So big companies like Boeing and Airbus are saying, hey, wait a minute, you can't be firing off these 5G beams and bouncing into planes and civilian populations and civilian pilots because we don't have the secret technology that you have, which mitigates or blocks the deadly force of um, directed energy beam emissions, which are also in the category of 5G. What does that tell you? You need to do things practically in your house, among your loved ones. There's little technologies that are not expensive that you can purpose, that purchase, that will absorb. They're not, not the fake ones. They'll absorb, they'll block, they'll ground you from harmful 5G. And there are other practical things you can do to get yourself and your loved ones. It's not a joke, okay? 5G, it was designed as a weapon first. Um, all right, so I'm giving you a heads up. I've given you heads up over and over again. I'm going to give you more heads up. You need to pray for me. You need to help finance me and help overcome the rigging. Every time I have stepped out to speak to you the truth, on an ongoing basis going back years, you haven't heard me talk about it publicly. I don't think I've ever talked about it publicly, and I'm not going to start today. But I have paid a price that you will never know about. Only God will know, and God will give me my reward. But if you think getting up here and saying what I just said doesn't come with a price, I don't know what to tell you. If you, are, are, if you believe the Lord wants people like you and others to hear this, so that they can live, then you need to ask the Lord what you can do in terms of significant financial contributions and donations. I don't take the money from me, for crying out loud. I never have. I need you to ask the Lord what to give, and then whatever God tells you to do, give as the Lord directs you to give. I need you to, to pray for me and everyone involved in this ministry. Heavy-duty spiritual warfare. I need that. I must have that, or I can't continue. And I thank you for your faithfulness so far. And finally, you need to help me break this rigging game. I'm telling you, it's not just me. There's lots of people trying to speak the truth, including me, Paul McGuire Ministries. And we're under constant attack through algorithms, artificial intelligence, bots, and other uh, scientific computer technologies designed to suppress, minimize, and divert people from hearing my message or hearing about me. I gotta, you've got to watch my back. I'm watching yours. You've got to watch my back. In love, this is Paul McGuire. We stand together. I watch your back, you watch my back. And together, we'll both live and prosper. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit PaulMcGuire.com.